Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio is now on Netflix, and I watched it last night. Literally the last thing I watched before waking up to record this show. And it's a movie that I was looking forward to. I've been seeing promos of it, all kinds of behind-the-scenes look at the stop-motion animation that is the process used for this particular movie. Uh, And, um, you know, obviously I recently also reviewed, talked about Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities, uh, the horror anthology series that is also on Netflix Uh, I am a fan of a lot of Guillermo del Toro's work, and he definitely has a very unique visual style to his work, not only this movie in particular, but also his previous films that he has directed. And it's kind of weird that this movie is coming out. Obviously, the Disney classic film of Pinocchio is a movie that I watched many times as a child, but I have not seen probably in 20 plus years, and I have really no desire to see the Disney live action remake as most of the Disney live action remakes are pretty garbage in my opinion, the few that I have seen so far. uh, Pretty disappointing in comparison to the animated movies that they are uh, trying to double dip on the audience from, and uh, so, and and also, I just don't want to. Uh, that's that one starring Tom Hanks as Geppetto, and I. It's a bummer to see Tom Hanks doing a bunch of kind of bad movies. Uh, Elvis being a specific one uh, that I've seen recently, and just uh, it's a bummer. It is such a bummer to see Tom Hanks. It's kind of like the downfall that you saw with Robert De Niro in a lot of ways. Just doing these roles where it's just, what are you doing, man? What are you, you used to be so lovable and so good in movies, and now, now you're doing Rocky and Bullwinkle. Uh, but this movie, excited to watch, came on Netflix, excited to watch it. And uh, for the most part, I like this movie. Uh, this movie is kind of interesting. Obviously, the visual style is gorgeous. The stop motion animation, I absolutely love. I think it's you know one of the best stop motion animated things I've seen in a long time. Probably the last stop motion movies I've seen were the Wes Anderson stop motion films, which I'm not really a fan of Wes Anderson's stop motion films. I prefer his live action films. But this one I enjoyed. It It definitely has a unique visual style. Uh, this movie is kind of dark in a lot of ways, despite being very beautiful, despite having very unique visual styles and very unique character-like uh, designs for some of these characters. Uh, it is kind of dark, and it's a bit confusing in a way. Not confusing necessarily, but feels like a movie that at times is trying to be a kids movie uh, mostly because of the songs that are implemented into this movie you know very much feels like a kids movie but the visual style some of the characters and obviously some of the 
the story elements are pretty dark. It's pretty dark and pretty, like, you know, not necessarily dipping into the horror genre necessarily, but definitely more, I would assume to be more frightening for children, you know. So it's it doesn't feel like it's completely made for kids, but then also has elements that feel like it's definitely made for kids. And because of that kind of contrast and duality of this movie, it didn't work as well as I would have liked. Like, it would have been nice for it to kind of lean into one of the other. Actually, I would have preferred ditching the songs altogether, quite frankly, and just lean into the dark nature of this this movie. Because I would say the majority of this movie is dark. It's sad. It's It's wrestling with, like, kind of, like, heavy subject, whether it's, fascism war uh death trauma it's dealing with uh like the the kind of predatory nature of show business of propaganda of you know the military industrial complex in some ways uh grooming kids to fight wars is dealing with some heavy stuff it's also you know Again, dealing with death and the way it illustrates death, I really enjoyed, you know, and I wish it just, I just, you know, I think it would have been um, even more amazing, at least for me, as a 42-year-old grown adult, if this movie just leaned more into that and just scrapped. I mean, the songs are... It, there's not enough songs for this movie to feel like it's a musical necessarily, like some of the classic Disney movies do. But they just, I, I just like, in comparison to the rest of the film, almost feel out of place and tonally very different from a lot of this movie. And even the cricket in this movie is clearly supposed to be a bit of comic relief, but I don't know if it's Ewan McGregor's performance as the cricket or the writing or the story itself, but I didn't feel like those moments that clearly felt like their intention was to be comic relief, I don't think they hit. You know, I felt like just in the same way that like the musical moments felt out of place the the comedic moments weren't funny but i could see that it's trying to be like kind of comical you know so i don't know i don't know why that is but that's kind of the the vibe i got from watching this movie but overall i enjoyed it i don't remember the original disney version of this story well enough to which i, I probably a good thing to really compare it you know uh, beat for beat, you know, there's things about the original that I kind of remember, and I think this movie definitely touches on some of those things, but I think overall this story is, it almost feels like it's maybe closer to the original story in some ways, you know, because it's going darker, it's dealing with the fascism in Italy and and war, World War One, Two. I don't, I don't, I'm pretty ignorant about... <laughs> history in a lot of ways uh, at least the specifics of it so forgive my my ignorance of of when this is necessarily supposed to be taking place and i doubt it yeah it doesn't really uh 
saying the the very small description on IMDb. But having those having like war being a big part of this, having those aspects and just really really grappling with what is this man Geppetto who is lo- loved by the town that he lives in as this artisan as this craftsman as this guy who creates beautiful things out of wood and loves what he does and and has a lot of care for the work he does and uh, the metaphor of when he chops down a tree he looks for the perfect uh, pine cone to then plant a new tree to grow it back where the saying of uh, for every life taken we we lose a life another grows kind of a beautiful metaphor for what is this movie a lot of the voice acting I love I mean like I said Ewan McGregor I, I enjoy Ewan McGregor I don't know if he was necessarily I think if you know if Things that I would have changed, in hindsight, being somebody who doesn't work in movies at all, right? But if I had the magical wish that was bestowed upon the cricket in this movie, and I could fix this movie in some way, or attempt to fix this movie, I would say maybe casting somebody like the cricket, if they do want the cricket to be, if that was the intention for the cricket to add a bit of comic relief. I would say maybe getting an actor who is funnier, right? Like a com- comedic actor who is a little bit goofier with their voice work probably would have helped. Not that I don't like Ewan McGregor. I just don't necessarily think he's a comedic actor off the top of my head. I'm not thinking of any movies that he's funny in. I'm sure there's moments in movies that he is, but... You know, I don't think he brought that to this role. But again, amazing voice. He's still a great actor. You have uh, John Turturro in this movie. You have Kate Blanchett. You have Ron Perlman. You have Christoph Waltz, uh, Tim Blake Nelson, Tilda Swinton. I mean, there's a lot of great voice work in this movie. And I th- and very, like, all, like, kind of great dramatic. Finn Wolfhard from the Stranger Things franchise show like a lot of great dramatic actors so given all those kind of dramatic elements and those actors abilities it would make sense for this movie to maybe lean more into that real groundedness and maybe remove some of the light-hearted song moments i mean clearly there's need for some song i mean when he when pinocchio ends up going to the carnival and being this sideshow in a way being used as entertainment uh by christoph waltz's character who's kind of the the ringleader of this carnival it makes sense that there would be music and song and dance in those moments but there's a lot of other kind of musical moments in this that just kind of felt out of place and there's this like running gag also with again with the cricket where it's like every time the cricket is about to start singing he's interrupted in some way and it's just kind of this running gag and then at the end he's able to do it so it's like clearly 
really feels like this movie is like the cricket is comic relief, but at no point was I laughing. Like it had all of the the beats and the essence of it being a comic relief part, but at no point did I have that. It always just felt like this somber kind of attitude. You know, I don't know. Uh, but overall, I, again, I did enjoy this. Uh, and it's also a movie, a story that is a story about, like, a beware what you wish for type of thing. Where this movie could have gone dark, dark if it wanted to. Let's take a little break from the show to promote gift certificates. If you want to purchase artwork for somebody, you have an art lover in your life, and you think they would like my art, but you don't know what painting to get them. I have over 2,000 original pieces of art for sale in my store, along with shirts and prints and other things. So I can understand that being a bit daunting if you're trying to buy something for somebody else. Give them the gift certificate, and then they can go to my website, inspireddisorder.com, and they can buy whatever paintings they want. They can buy whatever prints they want. They can buy T-shirts. They can buy hats. They can buy all the different merch. Gift certificates, which are available currently at inspireddisorder.com. And now let's get back to the show! Right, because Geppetto, I mean, it, it starts off sad. I mean, you have Geppetto and his kid uh his son who it's uh, i mean geppetto looks old as hell and and his son carlo is like a little boy so it's kind of a a a crazy he doesn't look like his son regardless it's like wartime these bomber planes fly over town and just in an effort to lighten their load they drop whatever bombs they had remaining and that just so happened to land in this town in the church where Geppetto and his son were about to leave. And of course the kid runs in, forgets his pine cone and then bada bing, bada boom kid no longer there. And it's like this sad thing of this, almost this montage of this downward spiral spiral for, for Geppetto who clearly loved his son well-regarded in the town, kind of stopped doing everything, became an alcoholic. And you see like this time-lapse of this tree that grows, which the pine trees in this movie also do not look like pine trees. I don't know if Italian pine trees look different, but I don't know. It it looked goofy. Um, But you see this Italian pine tree grow uh, clearly from the pine cone that his son had. So it's like a lot of time passes and he kind of gets to a point where he's drunk, leaning against this tree and decides to chop it down just after the cricket moves in. And he's like drunkenly building this puppet to replace his son that he lost. Like it's a sad thing. And then the there's this this uh, wood sprite that comes, which is super interesting character design right there's they showed like these eyeball ghost glowing eyeballs that are floating through the forest at one point that look really cool uh this wood sprite looks amazing it's like a combination of like different animals the face looks like it's wearing a mask of a a human face but it has like you know multiple wings and it's like the character design is beautiful which is also that played by tilda swinton also 
the character of Death is a very interesting and related character to this wood sprite and super interesting, but also kind of, I would, I would assume, scary for kids, right? It just has that, that feel of like, and even other characters in this are very kind of dark and, and scary looking. Right, like easily things you could see and would fit and make sense in like a dark kind of a horror take on this story. But he's like, he builds this thing, Wood Sprite gives it life, and then it's like, it's it's like so many horror movies or like Twilight Zone or Black Mirror where, you know, this person who lost a loved one in an effort to replace that loved one or to bring that loved one back either by building a wooden puppet or, you know, uh, cloning or, you know, all of these different kinds of takes on that type of a story, how it generally goes bad where this thing that's created isn't the thing you intended it to be and ends up causing more harm than good, like the beware what you wish for type of a thing, like it, it becomes instantly a burden for this guy where he regrets ever building it and it becomes like more of a nuisance for anything. And it's like this story could have just kind of leaned into that even more and just gone even darker with it. But it always keeps trying to bring it back to like some lighthearted kids movie version. But, you know, it's it like easily just like small changes in this movie could have just leaned way into the darkness of it. And I would have I would have loved it. Right. I mean, maybe it wouldn't have. I don't know how well it's doing. I think it's rated fairly well. At least it was last time I saw on um, at least on IMDb. I don't know. It's not even showing. Yeah, it's at eight, eight point oh, eight out of ten on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, so not bad, not bad, but I would imagine it, this movie would be maybe, I mean, but like Guillermo del Toro's movies, like the shape of water, very weird. Like it's his movies and the stories that he chooses to tell are very difficult to really pin down in any kind of categorical way, right? They tend to, like Shape of Water is like this weird sci-fi, almost horror romance kind of a thing. Very, very, very stylized like everything is, but in his kind of style, which I appreciate all of those things, and I appreciate the the kind of novelty of, the the kind of vibe that he brings to a project uh and i think that's why i do like this movie as much as i did where i think if it didn't have the visual style if it didn't have the the interesting takes on things and didn't necessarily dive into some of the change some of the the major aspects of the thing i probably wouldn't have liked it as much as i did but you know it's uh it's a good it's a good, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good. And then even, you know, I, you know, I guess some spoilers, because, uh, you know, just, I think I've, I've done enough of this 
non-spoilery opinions. And there's aspects that I'd like to talk about that might be spoiler. So spoiler alert for, for those that, you know, maybe haven't watched it and want to get into it. Um, so he gets brought back to life. He's chaos. He, you know, is trying to, Geppetto's trying to make him act like and be his son, Carlo. Clearly not going to work. That you also start seeing the the people who are trying to prey on this kid, trying to recruit, trying to groom this kid for their own selfish purposes. You have the 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 ringleader for this carnival trying to recruit him, trying to get him to be his sideshow entertainment. You also have the war, the fascist like uh, guy who's trying to recruit him to to fight in the war and it's this kind of constant predatory thing to try and use this thing that's been created that can't die that you know they're trying to monopolize on this this creature that exists now you know for for war reasons they want him to fight the war because he can't die the carnival guy wants him to work for him because he is a puppet that look that is real and doesn't need strings so it's a very novel type of a piece of entertainment a sideshow freak as it were and then you have like his dad who pushes him away calls him a burden and this puppet kind of goes out on his own to try and make his dad love him. And then, of course, his dad goes out to look for him, uh, gets swallowed up. The sea creature in this is amazing looking. The When, when uh, Pinocchio dies, he gets hit by the car and, and goes into death. He gets, like, carried in in this coffin by these rabbits that are like mostly skeleton very creepy very scary i would imagine for kids the whole idea of how death is portrayed in this movie very interesting i loved it i you know it was dark i was like okay right but then there'd be this, this funny fun like light-hearted singing moment and it's like okay like even the humor in it is very childish which makes sense i guess because the humor is derived by this like childlike character so even when he goes to piss off Mussolini right Mussolini shows up for one of his this carnival performance and he does a whole song about poop which you know very childish and kind of like it's fu- that kind of funny I guess like even still it was like very child which fits for the character I guess but this death scene and the kind of the rules you see the the death character which is related to the the wood sprite and voiced by Tilda Swinton as well and has that kind of same glow but a different design overall and the the rule of him being able to become alive again but he has to wait for the sand in this hourglass to run out before. So there's a 
a little bit of a time limit. He doesn't instantaneously come back alive. I love how that kind of comes back and becomes a a crucial part of this story. I enjoyed that. You know, the kind of adventure that this, this puppet goes on is fun where he's, you know, in this carnival where he's getting taken advantage of, then he leaves and then ends up getting... Like, all of these people that are trying to recruit this this thing for their own and to exploit this thing, he ends up being involved and getting recruited and getting, you know, groomed in a lot of ways by these things, whether it's the carnival or whether it's the military and them trying to train him to be this perfect soldier for them. How he gets out of those things how then he's able to like sacrifice himself in order to save everybody to save uh Geppetto kind of be and then how that that rule comes back into play where he's got to he's got to wait and if he waits then Geppetto's probably going to die but there's he could break the rules and if he does then he becomes mortal like I don't remember any of that stuff being in the original, but I love that aspect of this movie. I thought it added a lot of it, it added a lot of interesting dynamics to this story, which I appreciate as well. Let's take a little break from the show to promote the benefits of Inspired Disorder Plus. So you go inspireddisorder.com slash plus. Sign up. $5 a month. You get to binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free. You get to watch all of the live painting videos I do. You get a special members-only discount and deals for all of the artwork and merch that I sell. You also get the complete podcast back catalog of every podcast I've ever produced. Hundreds of episodes countless different podcasts you also get access to my personal blog a new blog comes out every week in addition to that you get my creative writing that i'm releasing you also get access to asking me anything 14 years of experience podcasting i've been creating art my entire life i've been using photoshop since middle school and you can contact me to ask me questions about that or anything else so those are the benefits for signing up for inspired disorder plus and now let's get back to the show and there's the whole thing where geppetto's like searching for him how right you have pinocchio kind of out ahead of everybody then you have the war effort almost following the this carnival so you have like posters that are on the wall that start off as these carnival posters and then not that long after, you have the war right behind it, right right on the heels of this carnival, almost as if this carnival is the last gasp attempts of entertainment before the war completely destroys. So there, there could be some metaphorical type of things going with how that was happening. And then behind the war effort was Geppetto kind of peeling away the war propaganda posters to see the carnival posters and then even how uh the pinocchio's musical act in the carnival becomes kind of a propaganda piece as it were for the war effort you know i mean in italy the fascist uh ruling that was taking place there with mussolini it's just like a lot of subject matter that feels 
very elevated past the cheesy, immature, musical, lighthearted singing moments. But whatever. That's just that's probably my problem, right? I I don't know what other people's thoughts are on this. It just came out, so who knows? Um, let's see. What else did I miss? Anything? Death was interesting. Mm. And then you have Geppetto and the cricket. I didn't think it was cool. Like the cricket moves into this hole in this tree to write his book. He's an author. And then right when he moves in or a little after the tree gets cut down. And that part, that section of the tree is the torso of Pinocchio. So the cricket literally lives in a hole in Pinocchio that where his heart would be. So like metaphorically, you know, the cricket and the cricket is kind of when Pinocchio is given life. The cricket is like, if you take care of this kid, you will be granted one wish. Right. And of course, initially, the cricket wants to wish for success with his book. But of course, how that factors in later, because. Pinocchio broke the rules of death, no longer is immortal, only has one life left. But when he comes back, it is literally to sacrifice himself so so uh, Geppetto can live. But then the cricket ends up saving him. And then it's kind of sad because you see this like montage. Like it ends sad, man. Like this there's so much sadness in this movie. And you see, like, slowly how Pinocchio just outlives everybody. Like, he only has one life left, but, you know, he doesn't age, right? He's made out of wood, right? He's made out of pine. I don't know. Wood is pretty resilient over time. It doesn't decay like the human body does, right? So as long as he's safe, he's not going to die, apparently, and outlives everybody, right? And even the the cricket, like kind of heartwarming that the cricket is you know in this like little matchbox that's put into his chest you know where it's like a beautiful it's it's sad but it's also beautiful it's watching not only visually but just like poetic in some ways how the 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 life of this this puppet kind of turns into him taking care of all these people that at one time took care of him but yeah overall I enjoyed the movie visual style. And I like the visual style that it like everything looks like it's made out of wood. It all has a very unique look. Like it doesn't look like any other stop motion. It doesn't look like any other type of uh, like it just had, but it still has that Guillermo del Toro vibe feel to it. Right. You could almost guess that this is Guillermo del Toro, especially with the creature design super interesting but yeah i'm i'm very interested to see other people's takes on this movie because i would imagine there's going to be it's going to be kind of split right especially if you're going into it thinking it might be a straight kids movie 
going into it and and feeling that like it, it it's definitely feels very much more mature and darker has an edge to it but then you know see how people react to those moments where it's clearly has moments that are straight out of like for children so i don't know overall i enjoyed it i think it could have been better it's not going to be like my favorite movie of the year it's not my favorite guillermo del toro movie uh but i don't know it might be my favorite i'd have to i'd be very interested to go back and rewatch the other pinocchio movies if only <laughs> this would be the only reason i would watch the tom hanks live action one uh, but I know there's been a few over the years, live action, and then of course the Disney classic animated one. Uh, it would be interesting. I would, if there's more than five, there's at least five of them. Eventually, I'll do a top five, which would force me to rewatch all of them, and I wouldn't be surprised if this was my favorite out of all of them, just because it is doing very interesting things. It has so much. Like, the, the craft of it is so high quality. Like, you know, and maybe watching this movie again, especially after seeing the other Pinocchio movies, I might come away with, and knowing the vibe of this movie, I might come away with more appreciation for it. So, in the long run, and I think stop motion ages a lot better than animated movies. So, I think this could be a movie that lasts a long time and becomes a classic in a lot of ways, uh, which would not surprise me at all. And, uh, you know, my opinions could be wrong, which I wouldn't be, it wouldn't be the first time I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm per completely okay with being wrong. I, I've changed my opinions on many things. I have, I have come to the conclusion that I've been wrong on a lot of stuff. This could be another one of those things given the, a long enough timeline Things change, opinions change, and uh, perceptions of things when you revisit them coming in with less baggage or coming in from a different type of uh, perspective, uh, you know, it can hit you differently. So, but overall, I enjoyed it. It's on Netflix. Check it out. It's like a little over two hours long, so a little bit long, but it's also, it's an adventure. There's a lot of things that happen in it, which that's one of the things I do remember from the original, the Disney one, that it a lot, it feels like a journey. It's a journey that the, these characters go on. And I do remember dark aspects of, at least for a kid, there were dark aspects of the Disney animated version. So anyway, I would recommend it, and I would also love to hear your opinions of it i would love to hear whether you agree disagree or have completely different take on it than i do and uh very welcome to hear those out uh so check it out on netflix guillermo del toro's pinocchio new episodes of the ray taylor show come out every single day subscribe on youtube and everywhere our podcasts are found binge the full week over at inspireddisorder.com slash plus Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Out! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.